grave danger. Is there another kind? You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments. Uh, uh, They're coming down on America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. Well, it's Monday, and it's good to be back. JR here. This is Speaking Out America, and you may be listening to us on CRNTalk.com between 9 and 10, and again at 5 p.m. Pacific time, both times. And I, I might as well get this out of the way, right? Everybody's talking about it. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. I want to know who who the howler was in that crowd. You hear him all the time. There's always that one person who just for whatever reason has to shout how enthusiastic they are. You can hear him at the very end. He's applauding what uh, Kamala Harris just said. So let me play that again for you. Here. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Yeah, woo, yeah, woo. Oh, so happy about that. Uh, except for the part about the depopulation. You know, uh, Bill Gates said the same thing back in 2015 on a TED Talks where he says that, you know, to decarbon the planet, we need to de-people de the planet. Same thing, population control. And there were a lot of conspiracy theories that were going around during COVID, and they still are, really, that somehow... You know, COVID was an attempt to uh, at population control. This is, you know, because what's, what, the reason that we're having the, these conspiracy theories is because people like John Kerry are running around the world telling everybody that they believe that the earth is going to die in five years. Uh, that social uh, anthropogenic climate change is destroying the planet. Now, I, of course, have my opinions, and I'm sure that you have your opinions, but these people really, if they, if they believe it as much as it sounds like they believe it, then they're going to go to any lengths to prevent what they think is going to happen. You know, uh, and if they don't, if they say they believe it and they don't really believe it, but they're using it as a way of gaining control of energy, people like John Kerry, people like Al Gore, uh, uh, former President Barack Obama. George Soros, uh, the EU, the UK, all of these different alphabet-lettered organizations, all of the NGOs that have convinced themselves that global climate change is going to destroy humanity, they will go to any lengths to try to, quote, save the planet. That's, if that's their religion, if that's what they're enthusiastic about, you have to ask yourself, okay, so who, what lengths will they go? If they really do believe in their heart of hearts that this is, if they're believing their own press, what do you think they're willing to do? If they say to themselves, well, if we shave off a few billion people, 
everything will be better because then we will be producing less carbon. The planet will go back to its normal, whatever they consider to be normal. Why wouldn't they think that? Well, you got you to break a few eggs. And this is where the sickness comes in. Because if they are truly that convinced that the world is going to end because we've destroyed this planet, what lengths are they willing to go to to save it? And that's why, whether this was, if she meant to say pollution, I would question that because nobody's talked about pollution in the climate change uh, arena in 20 years. It stopped being about pollution around the, the turn of the century, and it became about carbon. And it became about this fabricated hockey stick chart that, that showed that carbon output was up, which, by the way, it's not at this point. It's still hovering at about 400 parts per billion, which is the equivalent if you have a 10,000-foot pool, if you pour four cups of water in it. That's, that's the relative difference between carbon and the rest of the atmosphere. Carbon is also a natural producing organism compound. It is, it is probably one of the most common compounds in our ecosystem. And there is no direct evidence that shows that a rise in carbon automatically is a rise in temperatures globally. Now, if those two things happen to happen at the same time, you can make a correlation. But again, it's a computer model. And I feel like I have to say this because I am educated on this. You should be ed educated on this. You should not be listening to these people who are echo chambers and who may have nefarious motives. But if they don't have nefarious motives and they do believe that the earth is, is in crisis mode, yes, they're going to say this. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Yeah, when did it start being about the air and water again? Hmm, interesting. But yeah, so, uh, and, and, and as far as electric vehicles, how destructive is that? Here is a woman who is all proud of her, her African heritage. She brings it up all the time, even though she's not really from Africa. She's, I think her parent, I think one of her parents is from India and the other one is from Jamaica. Now, maybe she may have a, a few uh, a, a few generations removed. Yeah, ultimately her ancestors came from Africa. Great. But you know what they do in Africa now? Oh, yeah, they make a lot of cobalt and lithium. And you know who, who, who they don't hire, but they just simply enslave? Yeah, young children, because they got nothing to do. They might get a few morsels to take back to the family where the father's been killed by some radical Islamic group. You know, there are tens of thousands of children who will get up this morning and will go dig through mud in, in oppressive, hot, humid heat and, and go through and sift through all this water, this dirty, stinky, contaminated, poop-filled water just so that Kamala Harris can ride on an electric bus and stay connected to the Internet. That's what she does. Just so John Kerry can drive around on his jet plane warming, uh, warning everybody about how the sky is falling. Meanwhile, you know, some kid, some girl, some boy that, that will never, probably has a club foot, is dying from dehydration, but they'll show up at that camp every day and dig for that cobalt and dig for that lithium so that we in the West can drive around in our fancy new Teslas, 8,000-pound vehicle. That mineral has to come from somewhere. 
But they don't ever talk about that at the parties where they celebrate how much they love the climate. It's the people they have a problem with. All right, so changing subjects just a little bit. New straw poll out. Big turnout for the Turning Point uh, Conference in West Palm Beach. Big, I mean, hats off to Charlie Kirk, man. He, he pulls it off. I don't know how he does it. He has like 10 of these every year, and they're always attended by thousands of people who show up. I mean, I think he has galvanized the, uh, maybe not all by himself, but there's a whole army of young conservatives now. And you know who they love? This is, I, I never would have expected this. They love Donald Trump. They do. And 90%, what is it, 87% of people, young people between the age of 18 and 21 that register or identify as conservative, they say they want Trump to be their president. If you had said to me, you know, Jim, in about five years, uh, all these young people are going to be into President Trump, former President Trump. I would have said, you're crazy. So here's Trump a little bit on Maria Bartiroma over Sunday. Uh, Donald Trump was asked, do you think you're going to be running for Joe Bi- uh, against Joe Biden? Actually, even the Democrats say, well, whatever you want to say about him, it wouldn't have happened. Do you believe Joe Biden will be the Democrat candidate in 2024? I guess so. I mean, look, I watch him and I, I listen to him and... You sort of hold your breath and you say, is he going to finish the sentence? You, you, I don't know. I guess he is. He's, he's. I have that same feeling constantly whenever I'm watching Joe Biden. Oh, and did you see the video that was going around everywhere with him in, or is it Finland? And he goes up to this mom and she's holding her little girl that's probably a year old and he starts nibbling her back. Did you see that? It was like a, it was like a chomping Motion. He was ch- like, I, I get it. I, I see, you know, people, old people probably do that. They think it's cute, but it looks really scummy. The optics aren't good on that. And he's sitting there trying to make this little girl feel comfortable. But, but you could tell that he caught a sniff. Biden caught a sniff. He got close enough to get a sniff sniff. And then he starts doing the chomp chomp. And I'm thinking, I just saw Sound of Freedom. He looks weird. What, it's a little bit too affectionate for a one-year-old kid that you just met, don't you think? Anyway, Trump made some interesting comments about RFK. Here, here's a good one. Here's a, here's a comment on, I, I like, I appreciate the fact that Trump doesn't attack Robert Kennedy. And it's interesting because until Robert Kennedy attacks Trump, which I have not yet seen him do, I don't think this is how Trump operates. He will not be the first to attack. And he had some good things to say. Listen to this. I mean, I don't think RFK expects that he's going to be debating. He's a very smart guy, by the way. I don't think he expects to be debating Biden. You've spent time with him, RFK. Tell me about I him. Have. He, is he a formidable com- competitor? He's a very smart person, yeah. I know a lot of the members of that family, and, you know, he's a very smart guy. And uh, he's hit a little bit of a nerve. I think he really has. And a lot of Democrats I know want to vote for him. But again, if he's at 20% and if uh, Biden has a big lead... Number one, Biden can't debate him because he's not capable. Yep. That's, that is absolutely true. More to come on that. I got some other clips from Maria on Sunday. It was a good interview. One of uh, Trump's best. He seemed more relaxed. You're listening to Speaking Out, America. I'm JR.
is Speaking Out America with JR. Join us online at speakingoutamerica.com. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. JR here, your host. Don't forget our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. And I did get a chance to see two movies. I hadn't been into the movies in a long time, but uh, wife was out of town, so I had to find something to do. I mean, I'd already finished the laundry. Anyway, so I went and saw two movies, one with my daughter. We went to see Sound of Freedom, and it was such a moving movie. Uh, it It was not overplayed. I had read some critiques from people saying that, oh, it was overplayed, it was your typical... And, of course, I'm sure that was somebody who probably reads Rolling Stone magazine. But here's what I'll say, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, I don't want to say controversy, because the controversy is on the left and, and nobody cares about them. They're just, you know, ignorant people. But, and it was, you know, having been familiar with the movie for a few months, because we, of course, have been talking about it on this program and encouraging people uh, to go see it. And I will continue. I would encourage you to go see it. Uh, I was struck by a couple of things. One, there was a hefty amount of, of Hispanics that had gone to the movie where I was. Uh, not a, I guess it's, we have a fairly uh, healthy, robust Hispanic community. But I didn't think to myself, oh, well, this would be something that they would watch. And, and interestingly, most of the movie is filmed in Spanish. There's a lot of Spanish with subtitles. I mean, the main character Jim Caviezel speaks English but he also speaks Spanish in the movie and it's a great story about uh, he rescues one child there's two children that get abducted in a very interesting way uh, I didn't realize that there were these kinds of operatives out there snagging kids you always think of the typical some stranger from a car runs and grabs a kid well there's an uh, that happens but uh, there's an industry out there that I was completely unaware uh, perhaps not so much in this country. Maybe so there is. You know, we don't know what these people, uh, what lengths they'll go to to kidnap children and introduce them. And it's not just the slave, or, you know, uh, sex slave. It's other other things, too. Uh, putting them out as workers, you know, in the fields down in Colombia and elsewhere. And uh, it, it's an eye-opener, but it's not overplayed. And it's important for you to see because it's important for you to know that it exists so that you can put some pressure on some of our leaders. We have to, I mean, the sad part about all of this is when you think of the fact that so many millions of people have come across the southern border in the last two years. And I'll tell you who I'm more angry at than anybody else, our vice president. She was given a responsibility. She was given a test. Now, maybe she didn't take this test seriously. Maybe it was all for show. But she was given a problem, just like when Mike Pence was given the problem of COVID. And Mike got together Operation Warp Speed. Things started happening. Now, that hasn't happened with our border. And when I think of all the young children that have been uh, come across, uh, all the, cart- uh, the cartels that ship them across, mules that are involved, they get paid thousands of dollars to cram these kids into cars and drive them across. Uh, this is the number one country for the youth sex trade. We have to we have to open our eyes to it that it's happening in our country and it shouldn't be happening anywhere but it, particularly it has to do with our moral standing in the world. If we're supposed to be the moral beacon of the planet, then we're in real trouble. 
I would recommend going to see again. Maybe take a friend uh, and and open your eyes. Sound of Freedom. That's my my pitch. Is good movie. And then, of course, I I wanted to go put my money where my mouth is and support a movie that isn't woke and isn't filled with virtue signaling. And I'm a big supporter of Tom Cruise because I want Hollywood, when they're done with their stupid strike, I want them to go back to making good movies. Instead of this crap that they're putting out. I'm a, I'm such a big fan of theater. And, and we have a glut of, of really subpar entertainment. I mean, you figure all these channels now, Paramount Plus and Apple Plus and Netflix and Hulu and all these, these pay, pay, you know, prescription uh, outlets, and they have to fill all that time. So there's just so much more junk. It's like podcasting. There's a lot of podcasts out there, but most of them are junk because everybody wants to get in and there's all this content that people want to put out. We have great technology. We can all put stuff together. But if it's not written well, doesn't have a meaning to anybody, it's just a waste of space. And that's what Hollywood has been putting out, a waste of space, stupid movies appealing to the lowest common denominator. I saw some of the previews from some of the other movies that are out, that are coming out. None of them got me excited. I'm like, oh, geez. So I love the Tom Cruise movie, Mission Impossible. Uh, it was great. I would highly recommend that. And I can't wait to see the sequel or part two. It's It was really good. And hats off to Tom. I mean, there's a guy. I mean, you know what's something they did that I had not seen? They opened the movie with Tom and the producer, McQuarrie. And they thanked us. They said, we want you to enjoy this movie. It's all about you, the audience. And please enjoy this movie. It wasn't, thanks for stopping by and seeing the movie. It was, please enjoy this movie. I had never seen that before. And I thought, what a nice message to send to the American people. That's just the way it should be. Let's go back to that. Instead of everybody being angry all the time and divisive. All right. So back to the Trump speech here on Speaking Out America. Here is an interesting comment that Trump made. And it was about 30 minutes into um, Monday mor- Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo. And he makes an interesting comment. Well, let's get to the cocaine comment first. Listen to the way he takes an opportunity to ingratiate himself with the Secret Service while at the same time expo- exposing the foibles of the White House. And it's interesting because what the White House has done is compromised the integrity of the Secret Service by fumbling this cocaine investigation. What they have done is they have brought brought down the Secret Service a notch. And these are the people that put their lives on the line to protect these political leaders. And they were made to look like, uh, you know, those cops. And so I, I just want to say to the uh, the administration, all those people in the West Wing over there at the White House, shame on you. They know the person. It's impossible. How can they not know well, the, the person? Well, the Secret Service said that they are ending the investigation yeah. of the cocaine found at the White House, and they didn't have any fingerprints, and they said that they cannot identify who uh, whose cocaine it was. You know, I've gotten to know the Secret Service really well. Okay, and I can't speak more highly of people. These are incredible people. And I believe that they know everything. They're really smart and really good at what they do. And I don't think it's possible for 
bags of cocaine to be left in a certain area by the Situation Room. I'm not talking about, you know, five blocks away. The Situation Room, where you decide on war, where you decide on nuclear, where you... So, and to, are tourists so loud in that area where the cocaine was I found? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think only people that have strong passes or family members are able to go through those doors. And I think he's absolutely right. That is, of course, our former President Trump on Maria Bartiromo on Sunday. We'll be back in just a moment. We're going to talk about the status of gun control in these United States. And did you hear about the woman who got run over by a, mo- a lawnmower? 